You're listening to the Embrace Running Podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Elena, and this is episode number 236 for November 13th, 2018. Hello, and welcome back. Today, we are talking about the race we just did about a week ago, the 2018 New York City Marathon. Yay! <laughs> I should have cued the applause yeah. uh, soundbite on that one. Um, so yeah, that's all we're going to be talking about today. Definitely a big race. It's a major um, so it's probably worth taking a whole episode to kind of talk about it. Our first time doing New York. Mm-hmm. And so I guess we'll have a lot to say about it. So let's jump straight away into it. Um, just going to mention the elite stuff. You probably know it already, but wouldn't be a complete episode without throwing it in there. Right. So uh, women's side, Mary Katani is the winner. Um, putting her back on top. Uh, the The interesting thing I was going to say is that in running the race, it's the least amount of attention that I've paid to the elites right. at yeah. New York in, in quite a number of years. So well, I think that's what happens when you're running it. Right. And normally so, we actually like even record the coverage and watch it. And we didn't do that at all this year, yeah, actually. Not at all. Yeah. So Mary Katani first, uh, Vivian Cheriut uh, second, and then Shalane Flanagan took third. So she gets on the podium. Kudos to her. Uh, fourth, American Molly Huddle. Uh, Des Linden came in sixth. Any other names I want to mention? Uh, let's see. Stephanie Bruce came in 11th. On the men's side, Luisa DeCisa uh, is the winner, Ethiopian, um, followed by Sharu Kitada. And third was Jeffrey Kamwar, which I'm sure I'm pronouncing right. So, <laughs> uh, Kamwar. It's a little bit better. But, there you go. Um, and then the top American was Jared Ward in sixth place. Um, yeah. All right. So, elites, anything you want to say about the elites? Like I said, we didn't watch mm-hmm. it, so we haven't gone back. Didn't record it, so nope. can't. Didn't know what happened until way later in the day when I had a chance to check in on them. So Yeah, I, I was actually thinking of asking people towards the end of the race, like, who won? Because I was curious <laughs> at the time. But um, afterwards, way too tired to uh, worry about those kinds of things. All right. So, um, let's jump into this. Uh, let's take it back way to the beginning to explain, I guess, some things because it's going to kind of... Um, explain some of our different race experiences i guess uh we both long time ago whenever it was uh we both entered the lottery for mm-hmm. new york and i got in mm-hmm. you did not correct and so um we ended up making the decision and you went ahead and signed up through marathon tours mm-hmm. um thanks to a suggestion by a fellow international listener right yeah um, looked into that and so that gave you a guaranteed entry and then you had to book your your travel hotel and stuff goes automatically through them so, which is a more expensive way to do it, um, right? But was we made that decision kind of based on money, just by the fact that it would be more expensive to actually go back another year for you to run the race because right. you yeah. would probably come with me this year and then I would go with you that year. next year. Mm-hmm. And so, so it two, was two separate trips to New York. Yeah, it would be yeah. way more expensive than just paying um, extra a bit on right. this one. Right. Um, and so, because of that, we kind of had different race mornings. Um, because of that. So, yeah. yeah. Very okay. different race mornings. Yes. <laughs> Very different. It was kind of <laughs> weird. Um, all right. So, yeah, let's get into this. So, of course, we're out here in California, flew to New York on Friday. Right? Was it? Yes. It was Friday. Yes, Friday. Yes, 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 um, yes, yes. Flew out on Friday. Of course, that basically takes the whole day when you're coming from the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, actually got into New York, got to our hotel, basically dropped their stuff, and then we headed basically to the expo. Waited in a long line to check in at the hotel and then dropped That's off right. stuff. That's right. Yeah. It was quite Yeah. A, Everybody quite was a, checking in at the same time. Yeah. Yep. Um, stayed at a hotel kind of by 
Times Square, mm-hmm. um, which the hotel was dictated by your marathon tour, so didn't right. have a choice there. Because yeah. it was funny, a couple times during the weekend, I'm like, why did we pick this hotel? And then I was like, oh, well, we didn't have a choice. So exactly. Not that there was anything wrong no, with no, it. No, but, no, no, no. Um, yeah. I just probably would have picked something else if I was, had a choice. But um, yeah, so long, long line to uh, mm-hmm. check in at the hotel with lots of other runners, Yep. Uh, of course, as you would expect. Um, and then we basically headed out to the expo. Mm-hmm. Um, wanted to just knock that out on Friday. Thought it'd be quicker and easier than trying to do it on Saturday. Right. So um, that was the plan. So went to the expo, which was kind of cool, exciting, heading to the expo. Um, I will say getting like our bibs and shirts was super easy. Yeah. Um, Everything was organized really well, labeled really well. Yeah. I mean... Signage was good. actually got my bib and shirt faster than I do at a lot of races that are... 20th of the size right. of this. Remember, we're talking about New York Marathon, so I think the number we usually throw out there is 55,000. I think the finishers this year was around 52 okay. something. Oh, a be... small year, huh? Yeah, small year. Small, <laughs> you know, number. Yeah. Um, as I always like to say, you know, you know, hey, we're heading to New York this weekend just to hang out with, you know, 50,000 of our closest friends. So um, that's my usual uh, elevator pitch, what I'm doing on the weekend. Right. Just hanging out with, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50,000 of my friends. Um, One interesting little setup that they had um, after you pick up your bib, before you pick up your shirt, they did have a a little zone where you could actually try on the -hmm. different shirt sizes Mm -hmm. uh, before picking up the shirt size that you want. So they had like samples of shirts there that with volunteers, obviously, making sure um, that you can try that on and see what what size you actually want. So which I found helpful. I guess I guess I didn't remember not picking a shirt size initially. So it was nice to just be able to try it on and figure out what shirt. And, and we fit and we've done a couple yeah. other races that have yeah. done that something yep. similar. So it's mm-hmm. kind of easier to do it that way than have thousands of people ripping open in the packages, trying them on and, and then asking and, to swap. Yeah. Yep. So this is a little bit easier, I guess, in a race with yeah. 50,000 people. Yep. Um, which was good because I did actually go up a size. Mm-hmm. So, um, long sleeve shirt, mm-hmm. long sleeve tech shirt, mm-hmm. women's specific cut. Oh, there you throw go. that in there. Yep. Um, I, I didn't necessarily hugely love the design of it, but it's fine. I liked it. Yeah. It was blue, right? Mm-hmm. So my favorite color. Yeah, same so, color. So that was good. Yep. Oh, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, so we got our shirts and then we just basically walked around the expo. Um, it is a large expo as you would expect. Um, I expected bigger. I did too, actually. Um, and so I think people might disagree with me on this, um, and I could still be wrong. I actually think we've done the Chicago Marathon twice. I actually think the Chicago Marathon Expo is just barely bigger. And I actually like the Chicago Marathon Expo better just because I thought Chicago had more, more like, um, more and bigger from like big time vendors. Mm-hmm. Does that makes sense. Like shoe right. companies, like Brooks had more in Chicago. Um, I remember North Face had a big booth, which is like, why would you have North Face? At a race expo, but I remember right. like thinking like, but oh, that was of, cool. Like, a lot of, there's a lot of companies that had like clothing companies that had a lot of Chicago specific gear. Yeah. Which we didn't really see at the New York um, uh, expo. Yeah. Yeah. Because I actually, the, the reason I brought up North Face is I actually have a North Face Chicago like run 26.2 yeah. shirt and that I, have I bought. A, so. I have a zip up from them. So yeah. Yeah. Because we like some of their stuff. Yep. And they're not like official merchandise sponsors. Right, so, right, right. you know, you don't get the logo and stuff like that, but they can still say like run Chicago type of thing. So, um, so yeah, so the expo was cool, but like I said, I I still think Chicago's a little bit bigger when we did it, and I'll definitely to me it was better. So um, I mean, we walked around the expo, but I didn't really 
We didn't really spend that much time or stop at too much stuff. No. Mm -mm. Mm. I'm trying to think of like any major booths that we stopped at to really check out, but there really weren't any. I know. I, I stopped at the Solomon booth and, and everybody that was working in the booth was actually just taking pictures with each other. So I was right. like, all right, I'm done so with this along. booth. Let me yeah. move along. <laughs> I'm like, okay, no selling shoes for you guys. But um, yeah. Anything else? Nope, that's it. Um, I mean, we definitely took some some pictures and, and stuff like that. I mean, it was definitely a cool, fun environment to be in. They did have the um, what seems to be now kind of the standard of the the wall of runners' names. You know, where you got to go yes. find your your name. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't have to, but that's what you do. That's what you take do. Take a picture of it. So you they point had that. And you take a picture. Yeah, they did have like a, a small stage with like speaker series. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was actually a speaker there when we were coming through. Yeah, we actually and stopped for about, like, like ten minutes. Race logistics, I think, mm-hmm. or something like that. And then um, adjacent to that was um, just like race information with kind of a they had something with like the course map, kind of like a three D something mm-hmm. with the course map and just information about corrals and all that because yeah. it gets complicated with New York yes. I think <laughs> yeah very yeah it, it definitely seemed to be a lot of people with questions despite the fact that things kept getting repeated um, at the talk and there's like lots of signage and like lots mm-hmm. of information everywhere but um, yeah always seems kind of lost and confusing but um, yeah so we were basically there end of the night um, almost get pretty close to closing it out Walked out the door. It was raining. Mm-hmm. I know when we were inside walking out, I'm like, why are these people putting on ponchos? Yep. Um, but there was Biofreeze was giving out ponchos mm-hmm. at the race. And so a couple of people had them on right outside because it started raining. Basically the only bad weather um, we had over the weekend, although Saturday did get a little bit cold for us West Coast people. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was Friday. Saturday, we just basically kind of killed some time mulling around New York. Um, this was not our first should say that not our first trip to new york so right. we've we've been there before we've done kind of the the what the i always touristy. call the, the touristy highlights yep. of the city um and then was trying not to kill ourselves with too much walking around mm-hmm. um on saturday went out to a nice dinner mm-hmm. um and then it was basically just crash not too early not too late on saturday in preparation for race day yeah yeah, not too early, not too late. Plus, it was daylight savings. So we got an extra, an extra hour, hour sleep, which yeah, was that night, which was nice, which was awesome. I actually probably stayed up a little later than I should have because yeah. it was one of those. I kept looking at the clock on. I got an extra hour. I got an extra right. hour, and then you know, and then you change. Yourself, it's only an extra hour, not an extra like three hours. Yeah, and then you change <laughs> the clock, and then you're like, wait a minute, I don't have that extra hour anymore. Right. It's really whatever time. So, um, yeah, so. Roll now on forward to race day Sunday morning where our um, our days were going to go in very different directions, I guess, from the start, mainly because of our transportation um, differences. Differences. Yep. So um, I guess the one thing is you did it through Marathon Tours, so they actually have a chartered bus. Mm-hmm. That leaving was going from to be, the hotel. Yeah, leaving yep. from the hotel that was going to take you right to the start area. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, myself, I was just like every other race entrant, and I... Of course, online at some point had to make a decision whether I wanted to take a bus or whether I wanted to do the ferry is essentially the decision you're making. Um, I was silly and waited to the last minute, apparently, um, and the bus wasn't even an option. <laughs> so should I go with the ferry or the ferry? I'll do the ferry, yeah. um, which I actually thought originally when I chose it, I was like, oh, this kind of sucks. Um, everybody I talked to on race morning said the ferry was the better way to do it. Um, lots of different conversations on that but um we'll get into that a little bit more so it is interesting i did technically have an option to not take the charter bus that was provided 
Mm-hmm. And I think take a different ferry or bus. But by the time I looked at the other op- was, yeah. the other options, it was no. There was there was options, but it's like oh, we wouldn't have we no matter what we wouldn't have been on the same ferry or the same bus otherwise, mm-hmm. um, based on the options that were given to me and the options that were given to you. So it's like well, if we're not going to take the same transportation together, I might as well just take the chartered bus anyways, mm-hmm. right from the hotel. So yeah, and you do like for me the ferry. You had to like select a time for the ferry, although nobody checks whether you're on the right ferry yeah. or not. So you can really go whatever time. You decide to go. So um, so for your chartered bus, happened to be at 5.30 a.m., correct? Mm-hmm. Um, which was a very early start right. for you. My ferry, I think my ferry, I was scheduled for 7-something, which is still very early. Yeah. Um, we should mention corrals and, well, not corrals, really, waves. Um, you're in wave three. Am I right? No, two. 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 Yep. I was in four. Yeah. So you have waves, and then you have corrals within waves. And you have corrals. Yeah. Um, your wave was scheduled to start at what time? Do you remember? 10.15. 10.15. So mm-hmm. think about that for a second. 5.30 bus for a 10.15 start? Yep. It's a big chunk of time. Yep. <laughs> My race start was, um, was it 11? Mm-hmm. 11? Okay. I, I, for a second, I thought it was 11.15 there. For, um, but yeah, 11 a.m. So, um, so, so the crazy part was basically your day started super early. Mine did not. So I was very happy at the fact that I was going to be able to sleep in in the morning um, and get some extra rest. So between going to bed at a decent time and the extra hour and not really having to jump out of bed early in the morning, um, I got plenty of sleep. Yeah. So I was golden. I um, did not get plenty of sleep, but it was still better than what it could have been or what it would have typically been with like an earlier race start right for a marathon yeah. so um yeah. so yeah tell me uh i guess tell me about your pre-race experience and then um mm-hmm. i guess i'll tell you about mine after okay. that um yeah so early early start to my day five thirty, uh bus leaving from the hotel uh through marathon tours they did provide the uh, like a boxed breakfast to take with you which was kind of nice so like banana water bagel peanut butter cream cheese Granola bar. I mean, they had quite a few things, so mm-hmm. it was kind of it was kind of nice. So I could take that with you. Um, everything that I had read, and I think what you had read too, was that if you were going to take a bus, and it didn't specify whether it was a chartered bus or just you know a general race bus, that it was going to be about a ninety minute drive from yeah. where we were to the start. So I was prepared for that, and um, you know, got on the bus and started heading towards the start. And about thirty five minutes later, we're there. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody on my bus was pretty pretty surprised. And I think that's one of the um, benefits to maybe leaving that early mm-hmm. is that you really didn't have to get in a line of buses, you know, to get to the start area. Like it was, I think I was one of the first buses there. Not the first one, but one of the first ones. So there wasn't really much of a wait to get to where you can, um, you know, get off of the bus. Um, myself and one other person waited on the bus until everybody else got off because we were trying to stay warm. Uh, we were hoping that we could stay on a little longer. I know like at CIM, they let you stay on the bus if you want to. Right. Um, but this guy was... Like, had places to go. Like, like we literally got off the bus and he took off. So we're like, <laughs> okay, he really was just waiting for us to leave. Um, so then you kind of make your way over towards the main starting village or mm-hmm. runner's village, whatever you want to call it. And there's kind of just, I mean, everything is very well organized. There's like a little line where you, a little walkway where you have to walk. And um, we had to stop at one point to let other buses go through and then 
you know, um, keep walking and then you get to like the security checkpoint before you get into the main village. Um, and with that, they had a lot of volunteers. Um, oh, by the way, tons of law enforcement, like everywhere, mm-hmm. like all the whole, the whole day, just tons. Um, and I mean, I get why, but, um, just, I don't think I'd ever seen that many, like that number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For and one race. carry on to the actual race. Too. Right. Exactly. So, um, you know, they're letting you know that, you're going to be going through metal detector. So, you know, anything on your person that's metal, you know, take it off and put it in your gear check bag. Um, they do provide, oh, wait, not gear check bag. Hold on. <laughs> I guess I need to back mm-hmm. up on that. So we didn't mention when you go to um, the expo, uh, you either get a start village bag. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Starting village. So that you can take stuff with you, but you're not going to check that bag. Mm-hmm. Um, or then you get a gear check bag if you chose that option over right. the poncho yeah so but they're all clear bags and that's the only bag you can really take with you that's it so because yeah, to go back months you had to decide basically at the time you were choosing your transportation whether you wanted to go the poncho route right or the check a bag the gear check bag yep. which is similar to boston right um and we both went the poncho route poncho route yeah um which i do recommend but yeah i do too so going through security you know they say put everything in that clear bag any metal that you have on you um even if you had your headphones on already or your like uh, Garmin GPS or any other sort of running watches, phones, everything, everything goes in there. You go through the metal detector. They took a look at your bag and then you go through. Um, when I was there, there wasn't tons of people. I mean, there was lines, but not incredibly long lines. And there were several different stations um, to go through. So it didn't take me very long to go through. It'll be interesting to hear what you say about that because mm-hmm. actually we didn't talk about that specifically before what your experience was like. Once you're on the other side, then you're in the main secured village area. Um, and it's, I don't even know how to describe the whole area. It's very, it's very large. It's a really, really large area. And it's basically separated by whether you're in the green corrals, the orange corrals, or the blue corrals. Right. So, so you're all... segmented. To, every, every runner is essentially segmented into three different colors. Right. So there's almost essentially like, a blue village, a yellow right. village, and a green village. Mm-hmm. And then those people will eventually file into blue, yellow, green corrals, and you'll right. have your own blue, yellow, green start. Right. Um, and so and then, this race... And then you you're get... starting in different waves, too. Right. So, yeah. so there's waves, <laughs> there's corrals, there's colors. Yes. Uh, separate start, three different kind of start lines in right. a way. Um, lots of segregation uh, of, of kind of what's of going starting on Starting times yeah. and everything, yeah. I mean, you just have to be staggered that way, I think, when you have this many people. So, Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, I'll just jump in with the ran- one random thing I'll say is a lot of times we come in here and we talk about races and I'm like, oh, I didn't like this and maybe they should have done this. And, you know, I, I that was silly. And, you know, um, New York's been doing this for a long time. It's 55,000 people. Um, I can't tell them how to do any of this better. They know. And so, like, this is one of those races where there might be things I like or don't like but I don't have any suggestions on how to do it better because um, what the hell do I know about getting 55,000 people through a city like New York? So, right. Um, so no criticism of anything in that regard. Oh, no, I completely agree. And I think um, talking to people or when people were asking me even on social media, you know, about the race. And one thing I kept saying was like, it's really well organized. Like mm-hmm. they, they, they have it down how to get that many people, you know, through the start line, through the course, through the finish line, um, you know, during that time period. So, yeah. okay. So back into the starting area. Yeah. Your villages. Yeah. So, I mean, we had taken a look at the information probably the day or two before that. Um, <laughs> and when I got it, when I got into the area, um, the general area, it was 
pretty empty. You know, like not that many people. Sure, they're really early. Yeah, um, they're really early. Like sun is just barely starting to come up. So um, I just kind of found a spot, you know, like not that far into, you know, the, the, the it's, not, it's not even the village yet. It's just the, the general area, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, sat down, started eating a little bit because I still had like three and a half hours to my race. So had some food. Um, and then I was sitting like on a curb and I'm like, yeah, this is not going to work for three hours. So went to like a little grassy knoll area where there's other people. I had brought a, a, a mylar from a previous race, which was a great idea. Cause then I just laid that out on the grass. That was kind of wet and then put on all my layers a day that I had with me. Cause it was pretty cold, um, at five 30 in the morning, or I guess it wasn't five 30 at that time. It was probably yeah, like six, six o'clock. Seven. Yeah. So six o'clock. Um, and just kind of hunkered down for a little bit and try to try to lay down, um, not with the purpose of going to sleep, but at least trying to rest and just rest the leg. So I was there for a while and then I'm like, okay, after an hour, it's okay. Time to go do something else. And you know, this whole time you see more runners funneling in. Um, so I figured I'd go try to find the, the orange village. Cause that was, that's what I was. Um, so kind of made my way over there and then finally realized like how big this whole place really was. Walked by like the VIP tent and, um, made into the orange village. And I think as far as I can tell on the map, each village kind of had the same, Amenities. The same, yeah, there you go. That's what I wanted. The same amenities. Um, so coffee, quite a bit of food um, for a, a race start. Mm-hmm. You know, bagels, bananas, Gatorade products. That's what I can think of right now. Is there coffee and tea? Yes. Yeah. 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 Coffee. Yeah, I don't think tea. I think it was no. like coffee and hot chocolate. Okay. Uh, bathrooms, of course. Um, and then they had... Your check was in those specific areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also one thing that was very unique, they had therapy dogs, yeah. which I thought was awesome. So I did actually get to see the therapy dogs, but there is a line to actually <laughs> pet the therapy dog. So I didn't wait in the line, but I um, thought that was pretty cool to have that. So, yeah, that's like an awesome idea to have before a race, just because like if you like you like dogs, it's yeah. just like, hey, come pet a dog before your race. Right. Like, just, okay. Nice. Yeah, right. <laughs> And then I think especially in this situation where most people are going to be waiting there a while. Mm -hmm. Obviously, most people not as long as I was there, but, you know, are going to be waiting there a while. Um, And then they had, of course, the the one thing that I've always seen every year is like the the big Dunkin' Donuts truck that always hands out their beanie. So I Mm -hmm. grabbed one of those and, yeah, I just kind of made my way through the, um, through the, I guess it's called the runner's tent. There we go. That's what it's called. Now I'm looking at the map. Um, And then found... Another spot, another grassy spot to kind of sit on, somewhat close to to porta porta potties, because I figured at some point <laughs> I'm gonna have to use that. So, again, just kind of sat there. Everybody's just kind of you know killing time, honestly. You know, it's getting busier and busier and busier. Um, I ate a little bit more. It was it was kind of tough pre race to figure out how much to eat, when to eat, mm-hmm. knowing that first of all I'm kind of on, I'm on a different time zone than I'm normally on, and I'm starting theoretically my race at like ten fifteen, but I've been up since for something it was just it, that was a tough one for me to kind of figure out so i mean we knew yeah. coming in like new york is you know in terms of your personal day it's it's a very logistically difficult in that early start early wake up late start long day like everything is going to take longer than probably any other race right. that you've done and so yep. um yeah the food thing was something i was stressing out beforehand because yeah. like 11 o'clock start holy moly you know we complain if it's Nine o'clock start is right. late. Like, oh my 11. gosh, it's late. What am yeah. I going to eat? Yeah, yeah. exactly. But Eleven, it's like holy smokes. Yeah, I mean, and I ended, I ended up eating a peanut butter sandwich, a yogurt, and a banana, 
which is way more than I would normally eat mm-hmm. before a race. But I'm like, there's no way that I can just like eat, I don't know, one of those things, yeah. you know, and then start running a marathon at 10 something. So, and then still, once I got to the start line, my stomach started growling. I was like, oh, I didn't eat enough. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So the rest of the time that I had to kill, I was just, just kind of sitting around. Um, you kind of start talking to people that are around you because you just have like hours to kill. Start chatting about, you know, races you've done. What's your favorite? You know, what are you looking to do? Just training, just different things like that. So um, I was lucky and found some porta potties that didn't have long lines. That's usually what you spot. Mm-hmm. But I was by myself, so I had to do it on my own. Um, but I did pretty good. So I <laughs> uh, did that. And then, I mean, after several hours, then it was <laughs> time, after several hours, to head over to my... To the corrals, because it was, you know, I, I could actually hear the different starts go off, the different waves, I guess, um, like the elites, mm-hmm. um, wave one. And then I started making my way over to the corrals once wave one had gone off. And I know there was still some wave run, wave one runners that were like late and were trying right. to get into there. And I don't, I mean, I don't know if you, if you saw this too when you were there, but um, volunteers weren't really letting them through. Mm-hmm. Right. And then all of a sudden... They're like trying to get into the corrals and volunteers go, you have to go all the way to A and they'll let you in, but you have to go right now. So you see all these people like just spreading over there to try to get in there. So I don't know if they made it or not. Otherwise, they're going to have to wait until the next wave Mm -hmm. to go. So yeah, Yeah, corrals are open. I can't remember for how long, at least a half hour, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's very, uh, like we said, it's very organized in that, you know, there's even announcements that like, oh, this, this wave corrals are going to open at this time. They're going to close right. at this time. Yep. And that's when you need to get in them. Yep. And, and this is the time it's suggested for you to drop off your bags. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at it here. So, for example, wave two, drop off your bags by 9.05 a.m. Corrals open at 9.35 a.m. Corrals close at 9.55 a.m. Wave start is at 10.15. Yeah. So, that's just an example there. But um, So, yeah, I think I was over by the corral area. At like nine thirty, even though it wasn't going to open until nine thirty-five, because I'm like, oh, what else am I going to do? I might as well make my way over there. Um, and then within the corrals, they did have um, porta potties, mm-hmm. so I was one of the first people into my little corral. So I just hopped in the. I was I was going to hop in the porta potty line, but there wasn't one, so I just walked into a porta potty. I'm like, okay, I guess I'll use it now because <laughs> there's right. nobody here. And then they did have uh, plenty of areas everywhere, even before I get to the corral area, um, for for throwaways and clothes that you're going to donate. And they did make several announcements that um, they were going to be donating the clothes to Goodwill, who then is going to sell the clothes. And then I forgot who they were going to donate that, that money to. So tons of clothes being donated because yes. it was it's cold and you're there for yeah. a long period of time. So, yeah, I mean, just kind of waited in my corral until it, was, until it was time for me to head over towards the starting line over by the Arizona Bridge. Mm-hmm. So that was my pre-race your pre-race. My pre-race. Okay. Yeah. It was a long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I do I do want to say like being there early kind of avoided like all the traffic, you know, like and the stress maybe. The stress. Um it was colder. Uh did get to use porta potties before there was really lines. Had I really been smart about it and headed over to the orange runner's tent early on, I probably would have been able to get under a cover tent that was full by the time I got over there or Got to put the therapy dogs early, but I just kind of didn't, you know, my brain wasn't like fully on at the time. So, yep, that's all I got to say about that. Okay. All right. How was your pre-race? So my pre-race, like obviously 11 o'clock start, um, I think my ferry was supposedly I was assigned like a 745 um, ferry time. So I left the hotel, I think right around 7 a.m., 
So, I mean, that's an hour and a half to two hours after your day began. Must have been nice. <laughs> it was, actually. I, I really got up slowly and took my time and got dressed and just meandered out the hotel. Um, I think I walked a block or block and a half to the subway station and hopped on the subway, which was busy but not crazy, um, basically over to, I guess, the edge of Manhattan. I could be wrong on these things. Um, to the the ferry terminal where I was going to be hopping on a ferry. Um, you know, it was busy when I got to the ferry terminal. Lots of runners walking over there. Um, lucky enough, I happened to just walk up right as they were basically opening the doors um, to board the ferry. So it was very, very smooth just hopping on the ferry. Um, and then basically uh, I grabbed a seat. I kind of ate some, I don't even know what I ate, some, some food I had with me. I think it was a cliff Bar and something else. Um, kind of get off my feet for a little bit. Um, and then I walked around the ferry a bit and then went over and kind of, as we passed by, um, I was a little late to that, but passed by the Statue of Liberty. Um, so the nice thing about the ferry is, you know, it's kind of, it's a more scenic way to kind of get to the start versus um, the bus, I'm assuming. Um, and so it's kind of cool being out there, you know, as the sun's coming up and it's the morning and, um, you know, view a Statue of Liberty and kind of back to the city and or back to Manhattan. Um was kind of cool. So it was kind of nice, interesting. Um, on our ferry, as we got close to Staten Island, kind of had a little bit delay getting to the pier, dock, whatever you want to call it. Um, but eventually did get there. And basically the mass exodus out of the um, ferry to basically get in nice, huge, long lines for buses. Because even if you take the ferry, you still have to take a bus from um, when you get off the ferry to the start line. Mm-hmm. Um, so now it was like nice, huge, long lines to get on buses. And so, um, just you and how many ever thousands of other people right. in long lines for buses and eventually got on a bus, um, which is fine. So got on a seat on a bus and then took the, what should be a short, but very time consuming ride, um, towards the start line. Um, and I could actually see being in like the runner's village, like the bus is like queued up. Oh, to drop yeah, people to off. drop people off just like yeah. on the bridge. Like they're just like inching forward, inching forward, inching forward. Yeah. So it actually took quite a, I mean, we kind of drove pretty quickly away from kind of the, the ferry station there. And then it was kind of like really stop and go as we got mm-hmm. closer to the, yeah. the start line village to the point that a lot of people actually just hopped out of the bus and walked um, instead of staying on the bus. Um, that doesn't sound safe. Eh, I, I thought about it because it was actually super hot on the bus because, you know, I'm dressed for like cold New York going to be standing around at the start right. line and on the bus I was kind of dying um, of heat in a way um, and so I thought about getting off the funny thing is by the time we got there the people that had gotten off to walk got there like at the same time oh. so it didn't, didn't matter, matter in terms yeah. of time but I think some people were kind of panicked because they were going to miss their wave right? Um, or they just were tired of sitting on the bus um, well had I been based on the time that I think you told me you got to the start area if I would have been in, on your bus Mm-hmm. I would have m- maybe just barely made it to, yeah. or I would have missed it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm pretty sure the timing for me was I left my hotel room at 7 a.m. I got to the start village at 945. So oh, yeah. it took two yeah. hours and 45 minutes um, for me to make my um, journey, I guess you could say. Yeah. And see, then there's the pro and con. So you got to you know, I guess I'll say sleep in. I mean, it's not really sleeping in, but you know, you didn't have to get up as early. Right. But I mean, I I, I got there in 35 minutes and then just had time to kill there. Yeah. So, so, I mean, it was a long trek, definitely the longest trek I've ever 
had to get yeah. to the start of a race. Um, I've never traveled two hours and 45 minutes to a race on race morning. I've been close, sure. but not quite that far. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's a, I was going to say it's a fun experience. It was kind of fun, but it's also, you know, long lines and bus rides. How was, how was the security too. line when you were, when you were there? Was it pretty bad? So I hopped off the bus, walked right up to an officer, scanned me in two seconds and I was off. Okay. So super quick. Yeah. So um, I, apparently it was busier when I was there, even though it wasn't that busy. Yeah. So, um, I mean, the one thing I'll say is that in our discussions, I don't think you went too much into it today, but, um, you know, I, I passed through security and then just made my way straight out to uh, the orange because I happened to be different away from you, but I was mm-hmm. also in the orange village. Um, right. Went over there, no wines for porta potties, walked around, grabbed some food. Um, I went over to like United Airlines, had like a big old tent um, where they actually had like little like cushion cubes that you can sit on. Right. And so I was able to like grab a seat. Um, yeah, that's, like, that was the cover tent area I was talking about. Okay. Maybe if I had headed over there, I would have been able to right. go to. Um, so like there was not that many people. There was porta potties over there. There was no wines. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, from my experience, the start village was super not crowded at all. I mean, I felt like from my experience, once I got to like Orange Village, it felt like a race of two thousand people, not wow. a race of fifty thousand people. Yeah. Because in my head, I was like, wow, these lines are way smaller than I would get at some local half marathon. Mm-hmm. You know, with like a couple thousand. Right. People. Right. Right. Um, you know, and food was easier and places to sit was just easier. And, um, I was like, this is kind of crazy to me in my head, but I mean, I'm wave start. I'm basically starting at the end of the race. Literally thousands upon thousands of people have already gone mm-hmm. or they were basically in a corral ready to go, ready to go. So right. thousands of people. So, so for me, my start experience was like, oh, this is, this is cool. You know, other than the fact it took, you know, almost three hours to get there. Right. Um, it was super easy once I got there. So, yeah. Um, I mean, honestly getting there like basically around 10 o'clock and I think, I think I was supposed to head to my corrals at 1030 or something like that, um, is when mine opened something like that. So, um, I actually didn't have tons of time to kill unlike you. So, I mean, it was basically like grab some stuff, grab something to drink, sit down. And then it kind of, you know, honestly it took me, I swear like 15, 20 minutes to kind of dress for the race. And by Uh that I mean like. Because I had like sweats and a sweatshirt right, and right. Um, get my gloves and my layers. earbuds and um, like put gels in my pockets. And um, it just, I swear I had more clothing than I ever had for any other race. <laughs> um, even though truth be told turned into a, a kind of a nice weather day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at some point it was like 1030 or whatever it was, like head to your corral. So I just headed over there and um, got in the corrals, no problem. Um, You know, super organized, not a ton of pre-race excitement i would say from like when i was just like heading over to corrals from like the people around me in certain degree um and then at some point they move your corrals up towards the start line right um basically get you that start on the uh verrazano bridge which i will say is actually a really awesome place to start a race Mm -hmm. um yeah that was my morning so long 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 drawn out yeah morning well it's interesting because when i you were just saying like when by the time you got to like the starting area the starting village i guess um like it just it didn't feel busy it wasn't that busy and so for me it was like not busy when i got there and like oh getting busy but at no point did it actually feel like as busy as i thought it would mm-hmm. with that large of a race but I, again i think like you said you know with the staggered starts and all the different waves it's like 
you know, wave one left before I got to my corral. So, you know, like, so it's, mm-hmm. people are starting to, to leave. Yeah. So it never got as busy as I felt it was going to be. So that was uh, good. Yeah. I mean, like I said, to move 55,000 people through a, a village and start lines, um, they got this thing pretty nailed down. Yep. Agree. Um, the one thing I will say that I regret and I w- okay. The one thing I would do different is let's assume I'm in the same corral and I got to leave the hotel at the same time. I would actually probably, if I had to do it again, I would have like room service, bring me breakfast at like five thirty or six o'clock in the morning and eat and then actually eat like full on. Yeah. Like I'd have some eggs and some toast and a full on just because like starting at 11 is such a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, in the morning that if I had to do it again, you know, rather than just stick to like bagels and cliff bars and right. little stuff, um, I would just wake up a little bit earlier, especially with the hour that you pick up an hour right. with the time change. There you go. Um, trying to use another hour. Yeah. I, I would totally <laughs> basically use that hour to eat breakfast. Cause I would have felt better. Um, had I had a full breakfast in my stomach just cause it was such a long day, but. Yeah. And I don't know, I would have done something different with my breakfast, but I have no idea what that would have been. Right. So yeah. Okay, so uh, let's jump to, I guess, the start line. Um, like I said, you're starting on, the, you know, at, at the edge of the Verrazano Bridge, and you're basically going to run across the bridge for your, your first two miles of the race, which is basically, you know, one mile kind of up and one mile kind of down. Um, national Anthem. Like I said, it was it was super exciting, super cool, like, at the bridge, looking at the bridge, um, seeing the bridge in person kind of for the first time, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um was just super cool. Everybody yep. was excited. Um, I, I think in, in some ways, in terms of actually starting, towing the start line, I think that might be the coolest start line I've ever been on, maybe. I don't know. That's my opinion. I've definitely been at other races with more kind of pre-race energy leading up to that. But like right at like go time, basically, it was like super cool environment. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I agree. You know, being around everybody. You get the cannon that kind of shoots off and, and starts you off. Um and then you just basically start running across the bridge, which is epic in and of itself, because it's just really cool running across the bridge. Thousands of people, great views. You can look across the water. You see um, the Statue of Liberty. Mm-hmm. Um, which looked tiny from there. I couldn't believe it's, it. It's so small, you know. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's not that big, actually. No, I know, like, but. Um, yeah, so like looking back um, towards Manhattan, it just is like a really cool like view. It's a, It's, you know. Actually, I think the best views of on the entire course is basically the start line being on the bridge. To me, that was actually my favorite part of the race, probably. So I agree. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then one thing that I just want to mention, because I know there's something that like I had questions about, and I don't know if this changes year to year, but for this year, um, you know, the um, people with the, the blue start mm-hmm. are running on the top part of the bridge, one lane, mm-hmm. and then orange start, which we both were. We're running on on the top part of the bridge on the other lane, mm-hmm. and then green start. We're running on the lower portion, lower of the, deck, of the yeah, bridge. lower deck of the yeah. bridge. So I just want to mention that. So yeah, I, I really before we went to New York, I didn't really pay that much attention to the fact that like technically, depending on your your color, you're kind of starting the race with like a slightly different course in a way, because once you get to the other side of the bridge, like green and blue and orange are slightly separated right. on and different the, streets, yeah. and then eventually they all condense into the same course but i never really realized before i went to new york that like oh it's technically a little bit different start for everything yeah it looks like just after like mile three we're all in the same course Mm -hmm. from then on out so yeah yeah all right um yeah so race starts and and you begin your basically your 26 miles to get to central park going through as they they will advertise the five boroughs Mm -hmm. um 
So Staten Island was done. <laughs> really quick. You just <laughs> yeah. kind of like, whoop, oh, okay, good on. But yeah. um, good I guess I really just race. spent most of my morning on Staten Island. <laughs> Actually, you spent probably more time. <laughs> yeah, there than anywhere else. Than anywhere else. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know where you want to go with kind of the race recap. You basically... Um, I guess just a general overview of the course, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, like you said, Staten Island, cross the bridge, uh, all three different kind of courses converge after about mile three. Um, there's a couple of really long straightaways Yes. on, on this course, mm-hmm. which, uh, I mean, I guess, I guess I'm kind of jumping ahead, but at some points in the race, I'm like, this is really nice. I don't have to make tons of turns. Yeah. Right. And then I guess, I know this is all, at all had to deal with like where I was mentally in the moment. And then other times of the race, I'm like, this really sucks. This is a really <laughs> long straightaway. I need some turns, you know? So I know that's all like internal, but. Um, no, there's yeah, definitely so was, less turns than what you would expect. Like, oh, I'm going to New York City. Right. I'm going to run a marathon. Yeah, like, there's got to be a million turns. turns on this course. Way, but way less turns in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't really remember okay. the turns, but right. um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Chicago's so. flat. New York is not. Um, right. It's not in terms of hills. It's not a hard course, I would say. But um, you know, you're you're running several bridges. Bridges are mm-hmm. essentially small hills. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, I know from starting on the Verrazano Bridge, I, I definitely, along with, I'm assuming, every other person around me went out too fast, um, especially considering you're running uphill for the first mile, but a lot of energy. Um, it just pumped up, all that adrenaline. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. A lot of straightaway between basically like miles three through eight or something like mm-hmm. that. Yep. Um, you know, the one theme you're going to have in New York City is lots of crowds. Yep. Um, so, you know, probably more people lining the course than you'll have at any other race say that tentatively but um definitely tons of people out there mm-hmm. um yeah basically staten island brooklyn queens the bronx manhattan mm-hmm. yeah um i think there was five bridges in total i think it was a lot of bridges. which which i didn't realize that um until i mean it didn't make a difference but to me but i, I didn't realize that until race morning when i was on the bus on the way to the start and somebody was talking about that i'm like okay good to know five bridges okay mm-hmm. <laughs> just to kind of count them down so and that was those were really the main areas where you didn't have spectators i mean it makes sense right the bridge the bridges yeah and then i think just one other small section on the course and that was it everywhere yeah. else there was yeah when you go through the, crowd. the jewish um section of the course the community mm-hmm. there um Nobody there really cares about the race, so there's nobody out cheering for you or anything yeah. like that. So the race definitely goes from like a lot of noise to like, okay, that's yeah, that. and yeah, just, and they're just, I mean they're just going about their business, yeah, yeah. going it's about the business and then for them, as so. you leave that area, then it's like oh, crowds pick, pick up, up and there's yep. more people and stuff yep. like that. Exactly. But, um, yeah, um, I do remember, and um, I'm, this is probably happening like after most bridges, but I do remember after getting. I don't know what bridge it was, but across one bridge and then the crowd was just like, welcome to Queens. And I'm like, oh, okay, good to know. I'm in Queens now. You know, so that was kind of cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I will say as somebody who's from the West Coast and not super familiar with New York, um, if it wasn't for the fact for people saying like, welcome to whatever or signs that said like, you know, the Bronx or something like that, like I wouldn't have a clue where I was at. Right. Um, other than I'd like, know if I was in Manhattan and that's about it. Honestly. Well, I was gonna say once I got to Central Park, I would know that, but um you know, and obviously I would know leaving Staten Island, but um, beyond that, I wouldn't know, recognize any neighborhood necessarily from right. any other neighborhoods. Yeah. And, um, but that's just my West Coast lack of knowledge. So, yep. Uh, where else do you want to take it? Um, 
like I said, just oh. the course itself. I mean, you really you're just on like either bridges or you know city streets. I mm-hmm. guess you would describe it until after like mile twenty two, and then you're right next to or running right, right parallel to center, uh, Central Park. Yeah, twenty three to like well, just after yeah, twenty two and, and a half to like twenty four. Yeah, you're running next you, to it, and then, then you, you go into the park. then you go into the park. And you'll and do from a 24 loop. on, yeah. you essentially are in the park itself. Yeah, you'll do a yeah. loop at the end of the park. Um, and then uh, you'll you'll cross the uh, the finish line there. Um, which, yeah. You're trying to get ahead of yourself? I, I, I guess so. Okay. I was trying to... I, I was thinking about the finish line. But anything else you want to say about the course? I mean, lots of crowds, lots of people. Um, not a ton of... Like, I, I, I know for me... Um, not a ton of like support in terms of like giving people like runners food and drinks and stuff. Yeah, there was oh, like, some like non-sanctioned. Yeah, like uh, non-sanctioned. Yeah, uh, aid, an official aid station. Yeah, not a ton. Right. I mean, a little bit, but for so many people, yeah. I thought there would be more. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of candy out there, mind you. It was like three days or four days after Halloween, Halloween. but there was tons of like just candy uh, that was that was out there. But but yeah, um, you're right. I, I would agree with that. Kind of compared to some of the other marathons we've done, not tons of just I don't I don't know yeah. offerings. Um, lots of aid stations. So there's, yeah. there's basically an aid station every mile on the course with the exception of, of course, there's no aid station in the middle of a bridge anywhere. Right, right, right. So it's going to so, be as close to it as possible. Yeah, so but... basically when you're running on streets and not bridges, it's every mile you're going to hit an aid station. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, that was super consistent, super nice. I was kind of surprised. To me, the aid stations seemed small as you ran through them. Um, like in terms of like the length of the tables from like, Start uh, to finish. Of, yeah. Yeah. It seems small for to me for a race for 55,000 people, but I'm not judging or telling them how to do it better. Right. But I was just expecting kind of longer, despite the fact that, hey, they're already pretty long, but mm-hmm. I expected bigger. Um, right. But volunteers did a great job at most of those aid stations. Yep. Water um, in Gatorade, pretty much at everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the later aid stations, which was um, clearly in their pre-race information, had um, bananas, mm-hmm. um, I think gels at one or two stations i can't i think two i only saw it I at one i think there's uh, i could be wrong i don't know and the gels on course was gatorade yeah which i've never had <laughs> and neither. i still haven't had it to this day. i did grab one oh, in I case did. i needed it but i didn't have one so i i, I had a do you have blackberry i don't know no i think oh, i have okay. vanilla okay. oh okay this is what i had i had a <laughs> vanilla gel um and the reason I had a vanilla gel, because I took it to the race with me. Oh, and that's I'm gonna right. Go back. Yes. But but yeah, on course, when I went through the gel station, which I only saw one, I was like trying to grab vanilla or something. Yeah. And I kept getting handed like, what was it Blackberry? Blackberry, and yeah. I'm like, I don't well, want it's Blackberry. funny because you came back with just like Blackberry gels. I'm like, why do you have Blackberry gels? <laughs> like, because I, I swear I thought it was something else. And I'm like, oh, cool. Thanks. And I'm like, oh, crap, Blackberry. I don't want yeah. this. And then like, oh, Blackberry. I'm like, so yeah, I ended up putting like two or three of them in my pocket. Um, but yeah, when I did have the vanilla, it's super liquidy. Like more watery, yeah, watery than what we're used to. Um, yeah, yeah, compared, compared to, to like, like say goo. goo and cliff shot. Yeah. yeah, so it tasted fine, but I was like, at first, I'm like, whoa, I feel like I'm drinking this. But um, yeah, that could be nice though, because sometimes when you do like uh, goo or cliff shot, mm-hmm. it's like if you don't have like water or something, it's like you know you're trying to like, <laughs> need some water. So it could be a good thing if you're if you're almost drinking it. Yeah. So so back to where I got my Gatorade, vanilla, vanilla gel. Um, was at the hotel the night before. That was funny. Already yeah. in bed, trying to go to sleep, and somebody slides something under our hotel door. Um, and so I get up to check what it is, and it's like a little packet that has a Gatorade gel and a uh, like a sleep 
mask. To, like an eye mask. Eye mask. Yeah. So you can kind of black out the room. Right. And and there's some little card in there with like something from Gatorade. I don't yeah. Know, a discount like, for Gatorade products. And yes. That sort of yes. Yep. Um, and so I was like, oh, that's hilarious. That's funny. You got to get her a gel. And then I think like 45 minutes later. Another one. Somebody comes by right. the room again and slides at <laughs> the exact same thing. We're like, thing. is this happening all night? We don't understand. <laughs> And in but my yeah, head, I was right. like, this is kind of late for this because I'm right. like thinking like runners are trying to get some sleep. But, yeah, um, yeah. I know yeah. that was funny. That's why but you had the vanilla. That's yeah. how, where I got the vanilla um, and actually did put the eye mask on in the morning. <laughs> so that kind of worked out. So, But yeah, no, I mean, I think eight stations, um, with the exception of one, were pretty well staffed. There was one where it just, I mean, I don't know what happened. It almost seemed like it was just like a group of volunteers that maybe had signed up to be there just didn't make it mm-hmm. um, because there was... Like at the water part, there was nobody actually handing out water. There was only a couple of volunteers filling water cups like on the table. So you had to go grab it if you wanted to. And then at the Gatorade station of that same station, like it was fully um, staffed. So I think it was just like whoever was supposed to work like the water part of it, like just didn't show up or something. I mean, I don't know. You know, things happen. But other than that, I think they did a great job. They were really clear about, you know, whether you have water or Gatorade they were they were very quick too, and a lot of them would. I mean, they all had gloves on. That's what I saw. Um, and they were very quick about sometimes grabbing like three, four, or five cups, yeah. you know, and trying to like give it to people. I, I don't know. I think they did really. Mm-hmm. They did a really well job. Really good job with that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They killed it. Yeah. Actually. Um. Like I mentioned earlier, weather was nice. Um. Yeah. Definitely took like way too much clothes for for myself. Uh, pre-race i didn't have to spend hours right. and hours there um, i could then, use a little bit more pre-race yeah, yeah. Um, but, but otherwise was, it was a really nice day yeah i was shedding kind of stuff as the race went on i think i tossed my gloves that i had and um, i think i had an extra tech shirt that i dropped along the way there somewhere um yeah so that's the eight stations gels uh should we talk about finish uh actually when do you want to talk about like um Never. Oh, oh. sorry. <laughs> Just some unique uh, signs. Oh, on the so course. you're the one that had the sign stuff. Yeah. I didn't, you know, I, I saw the usual one that I always hate, which is like worst parade ever. And I'm like, right. One of these days I'm going to grab that out of somebody's well, hands and just throw it away. Well, while but. you mentioned that one, I actually saw that one post-race <laughs> okay. as we're walking like oh, through back. the street like with ponchos. And I'm like, okay, now that's kind of that's funny, funny because, yeah. yeah so, um, but yeah, yeah, no, I know we, we talk about like, you know, having raced so much that it, you don't really see that many like unique Mm-hmm. or funny signs anymore right. so i try to make a mental note um to try to remember and then i jot them down like later that night okay so I what remember. you got so i have um hurry up i need to cross the street okay uh finish 18 miles or 3471 on uber your choice um make america shafe again i saw that one a couple times <laughs> i only saw that one. i saw that a couple times yeah um and then there was a guy in a chicken suit that said trying to cross the road <laughs> <laughs> that one was really funny i do like that actually uh, and then, um, probably my favorite one that I haven't seen anywhere else was why. Yeah. That's that, it. That just, pretty much explains why. it. Why? And why? I'm like, I know why, mm-hmm. like, why you're right. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, those, those were my, uh, it's like, why did these 50,000 people decide to spend their day like this? <laughs> right. Like really? Like 50 something thousand people thought, oh yeah, this is a good idea. Yeah, 26 miles. Love it. So okay. anyways, so yeah, so I just want to mention that. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, let's uh, talk about the finish line. Okay. Um, it's In a Central Park? Line. Oh, uh, the one funny thing is... <laughs> it's yeah, a finish line. It's a finish line. Awesome. There was like a finish mat and... Yeah, lots of timing mats on course, by the way. Yeah, lots. Um, so you, have, you get a lot of splits if you want to look at that. Yeah, um, a lot of splits. Afterwards. Cool graphs afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, runner tracking worked pretty well because yeah, I, I actually t- pulled up your tracking during the race. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah, I can totally geek out on like the information they provide in it. Yeah, yeah the, and I did use their app for tracking, and mm. it worked really well. It never like crashed or anything. So um, the funny thing you pointed out, I kind of didn't pay attention to it during the race. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Like the finish line photos that like so it's marathon photo, right? As usual. Mm-hmm. So if you want to spend hundreds of dollars on your photo package, you can do that. Um, but they're like, you know that that finish line photo that's like, if like you're crossing the. Yeah, that you kind of, you know, usually they're up on some type of uh, apparatus or, um, you know, from above and take a picture of you at the finish line type of thing. And usually, like, the finish line is, like, drawn on the ground. Like, there's some sort of, you know, something. But where they do that picture in New York is actually, like, quarter mile, half mile before the finish line. Yeah. So it's not actually at the finish line. And and it just cracked me up because I saw it's, like finish line photos being taken you know like up ahead and i'm right. like i'm like oh and then when i got to it i'm like oh okay i get it yeah, yeah. so that's where they're trying to take finish line photos there so not actually at the finish line right. but you know we all pretend like you know where you raise your hand yeah. do you do whatever your move is right we'll have to discuss that one day yeah like, what do you do for pictures but um but yeah so that was before the finish line mm-hmm. um finish line you know of course there's lots of people you kind of have the uh bleachers grandstands whatever you want mm-hmm. to call it i know when i'm coming through like there's really nobody there because you know let's face it the elites have already gone out to dinner yeah. and taken showers and probably on flights home by then right i honestly um, have no idea if there was any people there when i attention. came through because i wasn't paying attention yeah so um i do know like when you're getting closer to the finish line they basically have like two finishing shoots and they're just they were just splitting people up okay like you know and in no particular order it wasn't like male female i mean it wasn't you know just like half of you go there half of you go there so um yeah so do two different finishing shoots get through the finish line first thing you get is metal right yes yep get the metal itself should we talk about the metal sure very good looking metal yep very classy like what you'd expect for how would uh, would you describe it i mean we have we have a (laughs) (laughs) we do have a picture of it on our instagram um and also our facebook page where we posted Pictures from the race, by the way, the race day. So, um, I don't know. I mean, it's got kind of like a cityscape in the background. Yeah, it's the bridge. bridge, And then Statue of Liberty, the year TCS New York City Marathon, New York Roadrunners. And then the back has uh, um, the date and then the place for you to have it engraved if you wanted to. And mentions the the boroughs. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep, mentions the boroughs as well. Yeah, I mean, the one thing I'll say I like about it is, you know, TCS is the, the title sponsor of the race. But it's not like it just says TCS. It's not super overbearing, right? Or right. Crazy. So it's not like all across, of... like the yeah, the whole thing. Yeah. And then of course, the, what's I guess kind of become the norm now is a nice, colorful ribbon mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So medals, typical. Um. You know, photographers there in the little backdrop. If you want to mm-hmm. get your picture taken again. Um, right. Medical. Did you say medical? No, there was like medical yeah. people around. Yeah. I didn't notice a medical. You said there was a medical tent like right there. Mm-hmm. Um, I know further down, which we'll get to, there's like a massive medical. Um, little miniature city probably, yeah. I'm assuming, for yep. a race with this many people. But um, yeah, medical. And then you'll... Uh, and then you kind of get funneled to just, you know, keep walking, keep walking, keep, keep walking. Keep walking is basically the story And here. then they have um, finisher recovery bags, I think is what they call yeah. them. So like a plastic like, drawstring bag. With some snacks in it. I can't remember all that was in there, but, you know, Gatorade. Maybe that's where the water was. I don't know. I think the water was in the bag. Inside the bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the water was inside the bag. Um, Like pretzels. Some fruit. Yeah, I can't remember what else, but that sort of thing. So it's kind of nice to have something. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was cool. That I saw when I came through there, there was a volunteer there basically asking, anybody need help opening anything? Oh, yes. I loved that. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I always have yeah. trouble 
um, opening like Gatorade containers. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I'm going to have to go to her to open it. But of course, this time I was able to open it. So yeah, that's always nice though. Yeah. Yeah. Having somebody offer. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, basically they just continue. You have to keep marching um, through the park. Um, they'll kind of try to split you as left side poncho people, right side is gear check people. Um, you Thankfully, pass... we did look at this beforehand, yeah. so I, we knew that we would be walking several blocks. And yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There, you do pass like an even bigger medical whatever that they have there. Um, but yeah, basically, is if if you do the poncho, well, if you're like a VIP or it might be certain charities, you actually get to exit sooner, but, right? Um, right. But assuming you're a let's call you a normal um, person, um, the ponchos will get you out of the park before gear check. So if yes. you're going to do gear check, it's a long walk um, to get your stuff and get right. out of the park. Uh, they do give you Mylars for the trip. They do actually. So after That's you right. get your refreshment mm-hmm. bag, they'll actually give you a Mylar, which yep. is basically just to keep you warm until you get to your poncho or, or your bag. Or your bag. Yeah. And but, they did um, have the little sticker that I've only uh, only seen in uh, Chicago where it kind of will hold your, your um, oh, together, yeah, together your, your Mylar. Mylar. Yeah. yeah. Um, but basically to give you an idea is if, if I think the finish line is basically at around 67th street and if you're doing the poncho, you're going to get out of the park at 77th. So, well, no, you're not going to get out of the park. You have to go up to 77th to get your poncho, to get your poncho. and then you have to walk back down to 73rd to get out of the park. That's the closest you can get out of the park. Okay. That's true. Um, I, I guess I'm just thinking of where you get it. So yeah. Oh, so okay. finish line is 67th. You'll get your poncho basically around 77th. Uh, if you're doing the gear check thing. Um, you're gonna have to go at least to 81st. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know there's another exit up at 85th, according to the map. Didn't go that way, so can tell you. Um, but yeah, basically you head over to Poncho's and um, get your poncho. Which kudos to the volunteers for bundling us all up. Yeah. Um, kind of felt bad the the way they gave me my poncho was kind of short, so she had a hard time kind of getting it on me. But and of um, course you couldn't like squat down because you would no, have like I, I would have been you, permanently you in that position <laughs> at that point. She would have had to like yeah. carry me out of there. But it did um, feel really nice though having somebody just put that over you and like it's got like the little velcro clothes and uh-huh. just like velcro you clothes and yeah. you're just like oh good thank it's like goodness. they're just bundling you up. Yeah. Like, here you go. Exactly. It's like oh can you just tuck me in now? <laughs> <laughs> um and then yeah you get your uh, most people drop their mylars. I think you kept your mylar right I did. I kept I wore it under my poncho because I was cold. Um so yeah, most people I saw dropped their mylar and got their poncho, and then you basically just begin your walk to wherever in the world you got to get to at that point. Yep. Which is probably not going to be a, a short walk. Yeah. Um, there's if you keep walking, um, you know, along that same path, you know, with this descending number of uh, yeah. of of streets, then you finally get to like a family reunion area, which I didn't really pay attention to, like how well organized that was. I mean, I know right. there was like you know corresponding letters, like there normally is, and that sort of thing, but. Um. Yeah. Other than that, you're right. It's just kind of wherever you gotta head back to, whatever hotel or whatever sort of transportation means you need to catch to get back to your hotel. So, I had the the day before, I had thought about um, well, it's a little bit of a walk back to like Times Square area. Um. So maybe I will catch a cab <laughs> if there's one <laughs> nearby. Right. So I did take take some cash with me, but there's a lot of um street closures and like street diversions like just immediately around that area mm-hmm. that i mean by the time i would have gotten to a, a part where there was a cab like i was just a couple blocks away so just kind of made the the whole walk back yeah um which is probably good on the legs and it really even though it was it was getting colder um the poncho I th- was sufficient to 
keep me warm. Yeah. So no, the, the poncho was fine. Like I said, it wasn't crazy cold or anything like yeah. that. Um, I did a slightly different route as soon as I could. I basically got out of there and hit to the subway. Yeah. <laughs> and then just took the subway for two or three stops, basically back to the hotel. Mm-hmm. So, um, because I had to walk a little bit to get to the subway. I think I, I mean, I saved some time and some steps, but not like a massive amount. Right. So, um, but that was the other option. Back to our, had completely separate days on mm-hmm. how we got to the start and the finish. I, or, guess back to the hotel afterwards. So, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's New York. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, so I guess individual race experiences. Yeah. You want to share the, the race itself? Yeah. Sure. Since we kind of already did pre-race, post-race. Yeah. Um, you want to go first? You go first. Me go first? Sure. Um, let's see. So slow day for me. Um, as expected, I was really late in kind of getting training going for New York, um, basically because of an injury, which I we haven't gotten around to talking about on this podcast yet. Yeah. But like we said, we're going to wrap around <laughs> to some other races. But um, so I was late getting ready for this race, and I knew I was kind of not in great shape. Um, so you know, I knew it was going to be a slow day. Um, the issue that I had, I guess, that was the biggest problem was for those that remember back in April, I had a really severe ankle sprain mm-hmm. on my right ankle. Um, and honestly, that ankle has been fine for like a couple months. Mm-hmm. Um, but I discovered on race day that that ankle is golden, sweet, no problem for running 21 miles. Unfortunately, marathons are 26 <laughs> miles. Um, and so my ankle, the last, as I got to the end of the race, basically, um, swelled up and got painful and, um, I was kind of running kind of with a little odd kink in my, my step because of it and, and ended up to a, a, a ton of walking at the end, which, you know, I was slowing down anyways, cause I was, like I said, not in the greatest shape. So, um, it made for, uh, a, a, you know, a crappy last several miles, definitely a crappy walk back, um, you know, to get to the subway and, um, the ankle really killed me for the next few days after that. And it's getting better now, but, um, but yeah, so I mean, it was just basically a, a slow day for me, as expected, but is what it is. So, um, okay, I'll see how the ankle recovers now and uh, see if I can get it to last more than twenty-one miles. Otherwise, At you know, these point. marathons are going to be a problem. So, yeah, um, yeah. That Although was... the good thing is we're not signed up for any marathons right now. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was basically my day. I mean, I'll later I'll go into kind of overall about the race, but. Okay. Um, yeah. So, how was your day in particular? I know you weren't shooting for a time, right? No, I wasn't shooting for a time. I mean, I thought around four would be doable, and I'd be happy with that. I'm, I mean, I did do training in terms of getting long runs in, but I think my midweek training was lacking a little bit. I think I just kind of got laxed with it since I knew I wasn't going to go for a specific time. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't really do any speed work this time around, um, kind of for the same reason. So, and that probably kind of showed on a uh, race day. So, started off too fast. <laughs> Because, hey, you know, why not? Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what you do. Exactly. It's not how you're supposed to do it. Um, and then you crash and burn later. So, um, yeah, I started off too fast, kind of just enjoying, you know, being being part of this big race. Um, I had planned on, you know, if, if I saw some sites to take pictures of, you know, don't hesitate. Just stop and take mm-hmm. pictures. I really wanted to take pictures while I was on the Verrazano Bridge. Unfortunately, where I started, it was kind of like... Um, like a hamster wheel, like you couldn't get off type thing. You know, like everybody was just like going, 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 going. And the only way I could have like really stopped to take pictures safely is I had a, I would have had to jump up on like a center divide, which I didn't want to do because then I might like fall. I don't know. I'm kind of klutzy, so I just didn't want to 
risk that. So didn't really get any pictures there. But anyways, aside from that, um, felt okay for like the first, I don't know, 10, 12 miles, maybe a little bit longer than that. And then had to make a bathroom stop. Um, so that, that always kind of slows things down and it's kind of a bummer. Um, and then several miles later, I had to make one more bathroom stop. So then by that time you're just like, uh, like who cares about my time? You know, it's like, I've already had to stop twice, like, eh, whatever. Um, and then for some reason, just like mentally struggled a little bit, like just wasn't feeling it that much. And I don't really know why in particular. Uh, like I knew I was going to get it done, but I just wasn't like that excited about it anymore. And I kind of wasn't like that pumped. Um, not the first time I felt that way during a marathon by any means, you know, but, and I don't know if I just put like expected too much from like, I expected like, oh, I'm running New York City Marathon to kind of like carry me, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, okay, you can't like put that on the race, you know, like you right. have to do that yourself. Uh, I know one thing I mentioned to you was that I got bumped a lot yeah. uh, on the course. Um I don't really know why. I mean, when it was happening, I was pretty much running around the same pace as people around me. You know, like I didn't really start off like too far ahead or, you know, that sort of thing. So I was just got, I just got elbowed a lot. I got bumped a lot. Um, and it was a little different when I've talked about Chicago before where I started literally like you're just like elbow to elbow to people because that's just how much room you have. In this situation, there's like a little bit more room, but people would just like, I don't know, I guess like want to run through me. So that kind of like irritated me a little bit towards the beginning. And maybe that's what kind of made me not have like the, I don't know what the word is. I just didn't like feel it as much, you know, mm-hmm. wasn't feeling it. And then towards the end, I think once we got into Central Park, mm-hmm. so the last couple of miles, uh, there's um, several people walking, slowing down, which is pretty typical, you know, for that last couple of miles of marathon. That's right. I mean, at least everyone I've done, like mm-hmm. that's pretty typical, but there was kind of no, awareness of i'm gonna stop now let me look let me move over yeah Yeah, i was just like i'm stopping wherever i am i'm starting wherever i am i'm walking with three other friends like across the whole the whole the whole way (laughs) let's hold the hands yeah you know and so so then i got a little first i mean obviously i'm not gonna run people over you know but um and then i was starting to kind of pick it up a little bit because i'm like i just want you know i want to get this done the finish line's like right there um so then i was having to weave around a lot of people and then i got frustrated by that so and I know this isn't like, I'm not saying anything about like the, the race itself. It's just things that I was kind of dealing with internally and just like brought out my frustration. So, um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's, you know, obviously made it through the finish line. I think my time was like a 420 something, which slower than I had anticipated, but I'm fine with it. You know, I'm not sad about it or anything. So I just felt a little bummed about how I experienced my race that day. So, mm-hmm. yeah. At least I was initially, so. Okay. I don't know if that made any sense. It did. Okay. Right on. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> now I was going to loop back to one thing I forgot to mention was, um, at least for me, with an 11 o'clock start and being out there kind of for a really long time, the interesting thing is as I got to the end of the race, like it's basically getting colder in terms of the weather and basically the sun is heading towards sunset. So it was kind of odd in that regard in that you know the hottest part of my day was probably you know mile 16 18 i don't know and then it started to get cooler after that Mm -hmm. and basically when i'm heading back to the hotel post race it was i mean it was basically like almost dark um so kind of odd and unique in that so yeah just wanted to mention that yeah 
All right. Um, I did see actually one more thing. I yeah. did see a little bit more of like family members, friends kind of jumping in from like the sidelines and running with runners for a little mm-hmm. bit, um, which I think pumped them up a bit. Although I did almost like come to a collision with somebody that just wasn't paying attention. <laughs> that always happens. Yeah. I mean, it was like, oh my gosh, we both would have just been like knocked on the ground. So yeah. Yeah. Just I, be careful if you do that. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that goes, it's funny because you talked about kind of like getting bumped and people just kind of starting and stopping. Um, it, it was kind of funny because I, I kind of almost had the opposite experience. A lot of people I was running around, like were very conscious about who was behind them. So lots of people raising their hand when they were like going to walk or take a walk break. Um, so I thought that was pretty good. Although I know for people that wanted to take walk breaks or there wasn't really a good place. I mean, there's so many people on the course. No, that, right, right, that right. There's no good It's place. not like there's a whole separate lane where you're yeah. like, oh, I'm going to be on the shoulder. Like, yeah. no, like every little yeah. area was kind of taken up. But yeah. no, yeah. I guess I'm more used to like kind of what you're describing where at least there's like a warning. Mm-hmm. Like hand goes up. Okay. Or let me turn back and make sure there isn't somebody right behind me and I'm going to yeah. stop. You know, so. I always laugh about that because I'm, I guess I'm good with that because I'm, I'm always super conscious about like who's behind me right and i so, am too like sometimes if i'm like i'm gonna stop and walk and there's like somebody right behind me i just keep running I, I, yeah exactly. you know, i'm not gonna stop and have somebody kind of crash into the back right. of me or you know I, I i really honestly do a good job of just getting to the outside and out of people's way so um when people don't do that i'm like oh that's kind of silly but is what it is yep all righty um let's wrap this up with some some overall stuff some general stuff anything else we want to say about the race um i mean i will probably say that I had fun with the race. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, in some ways, kind of had lower expectations going into New York um, than maybe I think you did. Probably. And so in some ways, I was kind of more impressed with the race. Um, but on the flip side, I hope to be more blown away um, by the New York City Marathon. Mm-hmm. Um, I will probably say this at this point in time, I, I fully expect this will be the only time I run New York. I, I don't really don't see myself running it again. Um, a lot of that is just the cost. It's basically the most expensive marathon you can do. Um, and then when you throw in coming all the way from West Coast, um, right. flights, hotels, yeah. everything you're going to buy once you're there is expensive. Mm-hmm. It, it ends up being um, one hell of a price tag to run 26 miles. Right. And so um, by that alone, I don't see myself doing New York right. again. Um, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't such a fantastic race that I'm like, oh, it's worth spending essentially thousands of dollars to go um, to do it again. Would you still recommend it, though, to other people who've never run it? I mean, I think New York is one of those races that it should be. If you're a runner and you do marathons, um, you know, if you're a half marathon or you don't do marathons, then who right, cares? Right, like, right, whatever, right, 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 thing. Right. But if you're somebody who does marathons, I think it's a bucket list race. I think, you know, it's a it's a major it's a huge city. Uh, it's fifty thousand people. Um, I think it's one that you gotta you gotta check off the list. Mm-hmm. Um, but in some ways, and and I think I almost feel bad in some regards that I didn't like the race more than what I did. I, f- I actually feel guilty. Like oh, I feel like I should have. I feel the same way, and I almost feel guilty for like saying that. Yeah. Like I shouldn't say that. Like I should have liked it more. And I spent a lot of time, even up to now, like. Kind of sorry to cut you off, but like second guessing myself, like mm-hmm. is my am I is my viewpoint because I just kind of had kind of an internal struggle during the race, which I mean it was just part of it. It's not like the whole race I was like you know down in the dumps, or was it more than that? And it was just kind of like what you said, where I mean for me, I know my expectations of the race experience were probably higher than what you were, and so then I was a little disappointed with it. I mean, and that's my own fault, right, for setting 
these expectations. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I do feel kind of guilty for like, I should have liked it more. Like what's, what's wrong with me? Like, why didn't I, you know, that sort of thing. So, well, I mean, I yeah. know for me, I'm, I'm actually pretty challenged by the logistics of the day and just that it's a really long day. Yeah. I mean, this is a race that, um, you know, I'm trying to remember what time I got back to the hotel post race. Um, it was dark. I know that. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Was it six? I, I like six o'clock, seven o'clock. So, I have yeah. no idea what time I got back to the hotel, but that's just a really long day. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of used to um, running a marathon and then kind of, you know, kind of a lot of our usual routine is like you go back to the hotel, you, you know, you take a shower, then you might go out to eat and then you have time in the evening to go do something else. Right. And, um, even though you're kind of dead tired and walking, maybe like a zombie a little bit sometimes, but um, you have time to do other stuff. And this was just like one hell of a long day that um, I got to the hotel and showered and there was like, I need some food. And then I was just. And the day's gone. I was done and the day was done. The day was done. Um, yeah. Didn't help. We had a kitchen early flight out the next morning. Right. But, um, but yeah, so I mean, like, I don't, I don't want to get too down on it. Like, yes, no, no, it's a, no. it's a yeah. really cool race. Yep. And I think, you know, if you're a marathon runner, you should do it. It's one of the majors. Um, I, like I said, I think we just feel guilty in that. Like, I think we, we thought and maybe feel like we should be on here kind of like, like it was the greatest race ever. And I don't think we're saying that. Um, and I, we feel guilty. As bad that. as I'm going to feel saying it, I am not saying that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, cost is what part of it for me. The logistics of it is part of it um, also. Um, and maybe I, I just don't have a great appreciation for kind of running through New York City like like some people might. So, Right. Um, because, yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I mean, we were talking about it. I mean, we, we, we mentioned Chicago a lot. Boston's one. I mean, you kind of compare it to other big races and majors. Mm-hmm. You know, Boston's kind of its own thing off to itself. But mm-hmm. comparing it to Chicago, um, personally, I enjoy Chicago Marathon better. Mm-hmm. Um Part of that is I like Chicago better than New York City. Um, for our New York people, don't don't. Oh, you just lost some friends. <laughs> <laughs> don't come shoot me. That's that's just a personal preference, and so um, I just have more fun in Chicago than um, I necessarily do in New York. And I'm sure somebody will say like, "Well, that's because you're not doing this, this, and this, and this," and that's probably true. But um, yeah, although I think I do think I mean I think the crowds in New York are better than Chicago, and um, and see, I think I I, I would disagree with you on that the crowds yeah, yeah i think i think the chicago crowds were from what i remember a little bit better not by a huge margin though yeah. but yeah um i mean i would kind of agree with everything you said in terms of i would definitely recommend it for runners who run marathons especially if you're interested in majors big marathons that sort of thing i think it would um, definitely be a more fulfilling or magical experience whichever however you want to phrase it if you haven't been to new york before mm-hmm. and you are going to spend some extra time there like taking in the sides yeah. you know like ellis island statue of liberty um, you know, just Empire State Building, you know, different things, which we've, yeah. which we've already seen and was great when we saw it, but just wasn't part of this trip. So I think it could definitely be, um, a more complete trip if you do all of that. Um, my own personal bias, which I think I just realized, I think, is that I'm not a huge fan of huge races. Mm-hmm. I would almost rather run a marathon with like, 75 people <laughs> really than like than 50,000 yeah so, but that's my own personal preference so yeah, yeah. no I'm, I'm actually kind of usually the opposite of you in that and yeah. that like 
Like if you tell me like, hey, let's go run this marathon. It's a hundred people. I'll be like, uh, yeah. no, I don't want to go run a marathon with a hundred people because right. I'm just gonna be out there by myself. Yeah. And like, what's the point of that? Right. I can just. And I'm like, I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I do like the crowds. Um, yeah. Maybe fifty thousand is is over the limit. Yeah. Um, well, one funny thing about the crowds too. I'm like, oh, this is great. Like again, with my whole like back and forth mentally that mm-hmm. whole day. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. People are cheering. They got awesome signs. Get a lot of little little kid high fives and everything. And then some parts where I'm just feeling miserable. I'm like nobody look at me. I'm hideous. Like, look away. <laughs> I feel like crap, you know? So it's like that whole back and forth of the day. So um, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. The, the one thing I, I said, I wasn't going to second guess anything that New York does. Right. Cause you know, they here gotta, it comes. Here's the one thing I'll say is like, okay. So the one thing to do for New York is like write your name either on your bib or write your name on your shirt. And yeah, the crowds in New York are awesome about like cheering for oh, you yeah, specifically yeah, yeah, yeah. by name. Right. But I'm like, why, why doesn't New York just put your name on your bib? Like so many other Yeah. Races? No, that's a good point. Like yeah. I, I don't, I mean, I know there's a lot of information because you got to put the color and the wave and all that right, stuff. Right, right, right. But, uh, but you're right. There's a lot of races that do actually do that now. So yeah. that would, that would be something nice. But yeah. Yeah. So that was my Logistically, one. Logistically, I don't know how realistic that is. My one suggestion or critique, I right, guess, is, right, right. Is, is that one. So, yep. um, yeah. All right. Anything else before we... I think that's it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like I said, I don't want to end on like a low no, note or anything no, like no. that. I mean, no, it's still a great race all. and it's a lot of fun. And I think everybody should go do it. Um, and it's a major, you actually now have how many done? You have four. Four. So, so we need London and Tokyo. Yeah. Yep. Two of them more difficult. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, to do. Okay. Sometime in my lifetime, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Those are smaller than uh, New York, right? <laughs> Talking about crowd size. <laughs> I'm just yeah, kidding. But, well, actually, it's I don't fine. know how big Tokyo is because I've never really paid that much attention. But yeah, um, I don't either. Actually, it is but... very hard to get into Tokyo. Oh, I know. Yeah. Um, we may need to just start putting our names in for maybe London next. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, New York was hard to get into. Um, although, if you are in the New York area, there are options for you to kind of get your guaranteed. Um, well, guaranteed. Yeah, if you do their. Whatever, you do so many races and volunteer. Yeah. And you I can't remember if it's like 9 plus 1 in. or 8 plus 1 um, or something. And I was talking to somebody yeah. who said like New York is like the best for their legacy people. Mm-hmm. I don't really have any knowledge of that, but that's what I was. Um, I did pass a few guys out on the course who, um, you know, they had their bibs of like, this is New York Marathon number whatever it was, 20, 30. And then it says like, and 12 counting. in a row. And it says in counting. I don't know if you saw yeah, that. Yeah, which that was, um, cool. was, was super cool to see. I'm like, holy crap, you guys are hardcore, but... Um, you could also get one thing to mention guaranteed entry um, if you meet their qualifying standards by time too. Yeah, yeah. Which I'll never do, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean that's another option, right? You right. Know, if you're so really then, well, if you're so really you fast, the lottery. Yeah. Yeah. If you're really fast, you have way more options because you can get right. a, basically in a, to Chicago on time. Obviously, get into Boston by time and mm-hmm. um, New York, New York on time, on time. Yep. So, um, so for really fast people, it's actually really easy getting into these mm-hmm. races. It's it's us slower and normal people that um, have the difficult time. Yep. All right. Um, I think we've said everything that we've said. If we miss something, let us know, especially from the experts out there. Mm-hmm. Um, if we think of something New else York to add or, next time. You know, if you've done New York and think we're crazy and think it's the greatest And maybe we world, are. Maybe um, it is us. That's you know, fine. Uh, change my mind, I guess, um, yeah. to a certain degree. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So that's going to wrap it up. Uh, next for us is uh, we actually <laughs> go straight back out to the East Coast. Um, and speaking of East Coast travel, right? Yeah, from the West Coast. <laughs> that I was just complaining about, right? Um, that's super expensive and time consuming. Um, we're going back out to the East Coast to run the Philadelphia Half Marathon mm-hmm. this coming weekend. Yeah. Um, and so looking forward to that. That's one where we've never been to Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And so looking forward to kind of checking out some stuff, doing, as I called it, like the touristy kind of stuff. Um, looking forward to some, some food. I know I've got some suggestions on food stuff. Yep. Um, 
I'm slightly terrified about the weather, though, because it's going to be cold. Yeah, it's going to be so, cold. Yeah. Um, colder than it was in New York. Yeah. Um, and then, thankfully, after that, that, that actually, you know, we've kind of been traveling quite a bit for lately for races. And so, after Philadelphia, that's kind of our last, um, it's our last out-of-towner for the year. Mm-hmm. Right? For a race? Yes, for a yeah. race. Yeah. Um, and so... At least the traveling for races will slow down for the rest of the year as we kind of get into the holidays and yep. more family time and stuff like that. So, yep. all right, that's going to do it until next time where I'm sure we'll be back with a, like I said, a Philly recap. half marathon recap because yeah. I think that'll be interesting to talk about. And then at some point we're, we're still going to kind of rewind yeah. to some other interesting stuff from, from the summer. So mm-hmm. that's it for today though. The website for the podcast is embracerunning.com. You could find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash embrace running. Send us any comments, questions, or feedback at feedback at embracerunning.com or leave us a voicemail at 925-400-7223. If you enjoy the show, give us a review on iTunes. So until next time, embrace running.